This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. We had preseason football last night, and there was an awful lot to learn from it. It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance on this glorious Friday in the summer. I'm already getting sick of seeing different companies email about end of summer sales. Just stop already. We know that football is coming. That's awesome. I don't want to hear about the end of summer yet. Hembo is here today. Bubba is here today so we got the hashtag crew and we are ready to roll only one place to start and that is with our two football games last night we'll start with giants and patriots and the questions that surround both of these teams daniel jones is not going to have a chance this year let's just be very clear about that and my problem with this situation has nothing to do with daniel jones it has to do with the giants offensive line look I get it. Preseason. Does it really matter? We don't really see much. You got guys who are learning. They're up against second and third teamers to begin last night. Patriots did not play their starters. This is a real issue. This is not about Daniel Jones's ability. And it's not even necessarily about the offensive line's ability. It's about the fact that the offensive line is not going to keep him upright. Daniel Jones is not going to be able to stay on the field for 17 games this season. I just don't see how that can possibly happen. And we can talk all we want about the Giants and where they stand in the NFC East. This is not about this season. This is about this quarterback. And and so often, as much as we can all agree that he has not been put in the best situation over the last few years to succeed, it doesn't really matter in the ultimate scheme because they don't have their answer on him yet. And so many times when that is the case, you actually do have your answer on him. On the flip side, I really, even out besides last night, I continue to come around to the idea that the Giants have finally found the right two guys to run the show here between Joe Shane and Brian Dable. Brandon Jacobs, who, of course, was a two-time Super Bowl champion with the Giants, uh, was on KJM this morning and absolutely has a strong belief in the head coach. The team is definitely taking to him. Uh, there's high energy at practice. You know, guys running around, offense, defense, they celebrating with one another. Um, he, he, he is bringing a lot of former players back to talk to the team and kind of give them a little bit of insight, you know, on things that they've done in the past. And uh, I think he's the guy for the job. And, I, you know, and, and I didn't say that, well, you know, for a lot of coaches, you know, uh, especially the last couple of hires. I, I didn't say that. But I do, after sitting down having a conversation, I think he's going to be the guy to, to turn the New York Giants around to where they need to be. Uh, I 100% believe that. Just remember, though, it's not this year. This is not a team that is built to compete right now. It is a team that 
has to get out of its own way in a lot of ways. I'll tell you one thing I saw last night that I didn't love. Not a lot of separation for Kenny Galladay. I don't know that Kenny Galladay is going to be the playmaking receiver when he was on the field in Detroit with the Giants. As for the other team, the New England Patriots, so much is going to be made about who is calling the plays. And of course, Bill Belichick was asked about it after the game. Do you know if one will call plays when the regular season arrives? Yeah, well, don't worry about that. We'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> so have you decided? We, we're going through a process, just like everything else on this team. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about that. Yeah, you we'll fool. get to it. <laughs> Why don't you just pat him on the head, too? Don't worry about that. All right? <laughs> what a great answer. Take a seat, son. We'll get to you later. Don't worry. Do you know who's uh, calling? Don't worry about that. (laughs) Matt Patricia and Joe Judge split the play calling duties last night. Nothing is going to be clear about anything in regards to this until the regular season. Okay? We're not going to know if this is truly going to have an impact because we don't know how they're calling their offenses right now. We don't know what they're working on in particular games. You don't know. There's not game planning involved here very much. So just remember, we're going to make a lot out of this right now. The question is going to come later in the year. The one thing that you don't want to know is that you're comparing this to when Andy Reid made an offensive line coach as defensive coordinator and Juan Castillo with the, with the Eagles back in the day. That is not something that you want to see. But I, I will tell you a, a very positive thing. I believe in the New England Patriots. I think they have finally found the receiver. I think Tyquan Thornton has a chance to be really, really good. Very fast. You saw him catch a touchdown last night. From all accounts, he has been very good throughout camp. I am actually going up there early next week uh, to watch one of the joint practices that they have with the Carolina Panthers, and I'm excited to see exactly what Tyquan Thornton looked like. Chris Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio and then on ESPN Plus as well on your smart speaker. Then there is the Titans and the Ravens last night. Second and goal at the seven. Willis rolling to his right, comes back to his left, turns the corner. Here's the speed to the 10, to the 5, to the end zone. Touchdown, Titans, Malik Willis. Malik Willis had a fantastic, fantastic moment on that seven-yard touchdown run. That's the Titans radio network. And look, it's very exciting. We all forget that at one point Malik Willis had a first-round grade on him, and he was taken in the third round. And the Titans believe he can be their quarterback of the future. But as exciting as that was, let's remember one thing about it, okay? It was Malik Willis's ability to make something out of nothing in that spot. He was flushed out immediately, and it's clearly going to take him some time to adapt to the offense, to understand all of the different intricacies of this. This is not a Malik Willis walk in the front door and play right away situation. But that doesn't mean he can't be a very, very good quarterback in the NFL. Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst on SportsCenter last night on Willis. Very impressed. Very impressed. The things that that really impressed, you know, coming into the draft process, that's exactly what you saw from uh, Malik Willis tonight. We saw that 
quarterback. He's a he's a strong, thick, big-bodied uh, athlete at the quarterback position, and we saw the mobility on his play. He had a, 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 a touchdown run uh, out there, and we also saw the arm strength. You know, I think Malik Willis had the, had the strongest arm in the draft, and we saw that on display as well uh, with, with the great deep ball touch. So we saw him do a couple things that were really highlighted um, in, in the draft process, and I thought this was a great start for Malik Willis tonight against the Baltimore Ravens. But this is a difference maker with quarterbacks now, the ability to do that, the ability to step outside the pocket. You might even say he was in the zone last night, In the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone Hembo. It was something very impressive to watch, but if you watched more of what was going on offensively, it is going to take a while before he's truly the guy. I agree with that, but this is also a player who has tools coming out of his ears. Last year, his last year in college football, he led the nation in forced missed tackles. That's a stat that includes all running backs. We know he has an A arm, at least when it comes to his arm strength. We saw both of those skills on display last night. And what I was reminded of this morning is that this is the last year of any guaranteed money on Ryan Tannehill's contract. Yep. So while it might take Malik Willis a little while to become acclimated there, there's also a reasonable chance that he's the Titans' week one starting quarterback next season because of that. I think this is a massive year for Ryan Tannehill as a result. Oh, absolutely. And I think there's a good chance that the window is, if not closed, very close to closing on the Tennessee Titans. And that would mean... You'd see him sooner rather than later, maybe by midseason. I'll tell you what, the idea of Malik Willis and Derrick Henry on the same field is a pretty tantalizing opportunity for an offensive coordinator. There are not many teams in the NFL that, at least on a week-to-week basis, like we've seen with the Ravens, have the artillery to stop two dynamic runners to that degree. It's a, at least if I were drawing up plays, that would be really attractive to me. And then lastly, Lamar Jackson. You know, the easy thing is for everybody to sit here and look at the situation and say, well, he's a running quarterback. Well, he takes more hits. Well, he needs to find a way to get that contract done now and get all of his guaranteed money now because he's rolling the dice too much. Is he? Is he? Yeah, he takes hits. There's no doubt he takes hits. But is Lamar Jackson going to suffer an injury this season that is going to take all that guaranteed money off the table? I don't want to be naive about it. But I honestly think he knows what he's doing here. I think he's starting to get better at when he gets out of the pocket, making sure he's not taking hits. And look, we know all the injuries that that team had last year. I, Lamar Jackson knows exactly what he's doing, and he's doing the right thing. It's taken me a bit to get around on this, too. But... I absolutely believe that's the case when I see somebody that has been so confident in how he has handled this situation. And if it is about getting a Deshaun Watson contract, I cannot blame him one bit. Mm. Not one bit. And I think that's what it's about. It takes a lot of courage to turn down generational money the way that we assume that he has. Entering this offseason, the largest ever fully uh, guaranteed contract was $84 million. That was Kirk Cousins' original contract with Minnesota. The number like you said, is now $230 million just by waiting. If he decides to go year to year, we've seen them run this play before. Since 2016, Kirk Cousins is the highest paid player in the NFL. That was his first year on the tag. And since 2020, Dak Prescott is the highest player in the NFL. That was his year on the tag. I think Lamar Jackson is perfectly content going year to year if the Ravens don't give him every cent that he wants in the meantime. I think that next offseason, he's going to get it. Mm. I absolutely believe that.
It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, of course, on the ESPN as well, ESPN app as well, and on your smart speaker. We are just getting started. In just moments, we did learn a lot last night. There's no question about it. But when you look forward to this weekend, one of the teams that people will be paying attention to, the Dallas Cowboys, do they actually scare anyone? in the league our insider tells us next why maybe not so much jeremy fowler joins us on set in moments carlin with hembo and bubba in for greeny on espn radio and espn plus greeny the podcast it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100 times your money With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePicks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash Greenberg, code Greenberg, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePicks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply reggie white who's a defensive end for the green bay packers says that the fire bombing of his church in knoxville tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him first there was one fire then there was another then there was another it wasn't just reggie's church that burnt down hundreds of churches burned in the 90s i think we have a major problem in our country and we don't want to admit and that has to do with racism was this 1996 or 1956 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents through the flames listen now wherever you get your podcasts Full weekend of preseason football. We had a couple last night that we learned some things out of. Chris Garland in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect all the stuff you love with renter's insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL Insider, joins us. First of all, just kudos. I could never pull off the <laughs> vest only, no jacket, no sport coat, no suit part of this. It's outstanding work. Work on your part. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, going to join a quartet here soon. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's going to be good. <laughs> All right. Well, before you do, Thank you. and to Thank hit you. the real money, uh, let's get to uh, everything that's going. First of all, uh, Deshaun Watson, what's the latest? When could we possibly hear? 
So the Browns are on high alert because they were expecting something this week based on the NFL saying that this would be an expedited appeal ruling. Uh, but right now they got a game to play tonight and – you know, maybe it doesn't go down. Maybe the league waits till next next week. It's all up to Peter C. Harvey, independent arbitrator in this case. I checked in with a source who said only he knows right now. Even the league doesn't really know. And so, uh, you know, the Browns are in a situation where if they get word from now to, say, 7 o'clock before kickoff that Deshaun Watson's suspended for the entire year, they would have to remove him from the team because he couldn't be able to participate in the preseason action at that point if it's for the full year. Uh, if it's less than that, then he can still be around and could play tonight. You know, so uh, I'm told Watson... Uh, as of right now, is is you know his sole focus is getting on the field at any point this year. Like that's the goal. Even if it's just you know a certain amount of games, if he has to pay a big fine or whatever, like the goal is to play and not have his contract toll and have to sit out an entire season. Likelihood that they will, if if they're going to lose him, let's even say for ten or twelve games, and they work out a financial number that, in terms of a fine that he can deal with, it's not even that he can deal with that the league really can live with. Um, Chances are that they actually go and chase down Garoppolo at that point. Well, I wouldn't put it as a slam dunk, uh, but I will say the tenors changed a little bit. Where when I was checking in on this with the Browns before, it was kind of like, well, we're you know we're not that's not something we're doing or looking into, and now it's like, well, you know, there might be some interest. We'll see. There's more of a uh, openness to it than I sensed before, uh, and so I think the thinking in the past was, okay, if it's six or eight games, that's manageable, but if it's going to be 12 or 16 or 17 or whatever it is, then uh, we could look at some options, you know, and so Jacoby Brissett, he's a baseline, like they know what he is, he's a, he's a classic bridge quarterback, depends on how long they feel like that bridge can go before it burns down, you know, so uh, really, Garoppolo, the issue is the salary of whatever, 26 million or whatever it is, like they, they wouldn't pay that, like there would have to be uh, some wiggle room around that for them to entertain it. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL Insider, joining us. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We saw the Ravens last night. Lamar Jackson, how do you see this playing out before the season? Will he get a deal done, or is he going to wait until after the year? Yeah, you know, after asking around, I'm not overly optimistic that it gets done before week one, but the Ravens are trying. I'm told in recent weeks that they, they've you know tried to make a competitive push here. Um, really, it's going to come down to the structure of it and the guarantees uh if I, I don't have the exact number he wants but um with deshaun watson as a blueprint of 230 million dollars over five years with fully guaranteed mm-hmm. um you know if that's what he wants which i believe he wants something at least somewhat close to that with a, a really strong guarantee structure i don't know if baltimore is just willing to go that far you know uh but they they have you know tried to be competitive and have come up from where they were months ago and you know, we'll see if they can make it interesting. When it is a mobile quarterback, should there truly be more concern, or is that something that is probably a little bit overplayed when it comes to Jackson in terms which, of which part, staying though? healthy and playing out the year and being comfortable without well, getting the guaranteed money right now? It's tough. It really depends on exactly what the Ravens' offer is. You know, if he yeah. just feels like, hey, I can't take this based on what I've done in the league, um, then it's it's – you can't knock his conviction, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the risk is that if you could sign right now and pocket $80 million up front versus the $23 million you would make this year on the fifth-year option, 
that's the risk and the consideration. But the big picture right now is, and I talked to somebody about this yesterday, uh, the franchise tag, if they put an exclusive franchise tag on him, which is that higher you know, ranking mm-hmm. tag that locks him in, uh, I think it would be forty million dollars. It'd be a bigger number, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty good money. You could you could make sixty three million over the next two years while you continue to up your value. I mean, the longer he's waited in this, the market has gone up exponentially. He's already made himself money by waiting a year. Um, you know, what does it hurt to do another year and, and wait that out? <laughs> Let's check it in Kansas City next. The Chiefs, Tyreek Hill is gone. Patrick Mahomes now has to figure out. Who can be Tyreek Hill in that offense? Is is Juju Smith-Schuster close to it? Is Sky Moore somebody that could yeah. step up? It's hard to say anybody could be, but what are you hearing about the Chiefs and their offense and who might be able to fill that role? Yeah, there's there's certainly a chance they can still be a great offense, but they're going to have to work a little harder and strain a little bit longer to be great. You know, it's going to be more of an equal opportunity offense. Uh, you know, Sky Moore, I'm told, you know, he started a little slow, had a hamstring issue, but has looked better of late. Um, they like what they have there. And, and Juju Smith-Schuster is a name that's buzzing some. Uh, he's got some Pro Bowl pedigree. Hasn't really had the last two years that he wanted, but he's also been hurt. Uh, he's finally healthy for the first time in a while. So he's developed a little bit of a chemistry with Patrick Mahomes. Marquez Valdez-Scanling is, is trying to prove he's not just a deep threat. He wants to be an all-around receiver. So they have some intriguing options. They have three or four good running backs. Like, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if – well, Andy Reid's never traditionally run the ball a ton, but it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to focus on that a little bit more to take some pressure off Mahomes, who clearly is going into this year with an edge. I think he's heard all the whispers about how uh, maybe he can't get it done to the same level without Tyreek Hill. He'll be eager to answer that. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL Insider, joining us. How do teams around the league look at the Cowboys right now? So it's funny. I, I got a, a good quote from a scout who said that, like, look, they're good. They're going to put up points, but... They don't really scare you like some other offenses do. And, uh, you know, like Lamar Jackson, you can dispute whether, you know, he's a true pocket passer, however you want to debate him. But every time he goes into a game, he scares the opposing team in a big way. Uh, Where Dak Prescott, very good quarterback, I think the analogy was with this person I talked to that he doesn't scare you as much, you know. Um, Very good pocket passer, can do everything you want. Uh, can he uh, elevate you in, in games where they need it? Uh, I think Pembo sent me the stat. It was top 10 defenses last year. They went 2-4, and four, 22 points a game. Uh, mm. So they're going to have to do better against the better defenses this year to have a chance. But I think C.D. Lamb's a guy you'll see really elevate his game to maybe top 10 receiver status by the end of the year. So much talk around Trey Lance. What are you hearing as far as his prospects this year? And if he's going to be ready to be the guy? Well, uh, the 49ers need him to be ready. He uh, is progressing in camp. I've told he's had you know, some good days here recently as they've sort of implemented more running and passing into the offense. Like Sometimes the longer you go in camp, the more your install expands and you, know, you get more options for the quarterback, and, and he's taken well to that. And uh, you know, I talked to some coaches who trained him this summer in the Los Angeles area, said he's like his last couple weeks before camp looked really locked in and good like to the point where um you know he should turn that corner he just hasn't played so like you know i'm sure there are going to be mistakes that will be made and that's okay you know but he's he's among all the second year quarterbacks he might be in the best situation because of the coach he has and the weapons he has and, and the offensive line with trent williams last one and this is just on a couple of quarterbacks uh that they're trying to get answers on um zach wilson is one Daniel Jones, another. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you could throw Justin Fields into that mix. The Jets seem to be the only team that has been able to surround Wilson with talent, but even they lost Mekhi Becton this yeah. past week. You know, with these younger quarterbacks, Jeremy, right now, 
I guess if you're in that kind of a situation, if you're Jones, if you're Fields, how are teams supposed to evaluate you when you look around and maybe they don't have the most talent around them or even some talent? Well, that's the debate that, you know, other teams I've talked to and personnel guys have with Justin Fields. Yep. It's it's almost like the sentiment is I like the kid, but good luck this year. God bless you. You know, like <laughs> I mean, honestly, that, yeah, those are like what people. That's what people say. You I know? can hear that the Bears like him, but at the same time, at the end of this year with a like, quarterback rich draft next year, are they? You know, if well, they end up with a, a, a bad record and top five, yeah, there's just there's just not a lot around him. So it's not really an indictment on him. It's, it's yeah. just, does he have enough? Um, you know, you still have Darnell Moody, and you got a couple offensive line pieces. I don't know. I just that's one team I just really don't know what to expect. If you're looking at roster strength overall, not great. I think the new regime coming in is looking at 2023 and beyond to really build this up and so there's going to have to be a little bit of a teardown as you're seeing right now and they might have to trade Rokon Smith. So yeah, it it's hard especially in that case. Uh, I think that's the most and and Houston too because Davis Mills is a guy who's pretty good. Like he can play quarterback. Uh, makes good decisions and, and all those things, but you know Houston does he have enough around him? Yeah. And so that's that's a huge part of the quarterback equation that probably gets underplayed. I think the only time that I have gone vest no jacket would be when <laughs> things got out of hand at a wedding. That's basically about it. So I swinging the vest around on oh, yeah, the dance floor. Whoop! There it is. Yeah, exactly. And that is just something that nobody needs to see or even <laughs> imagine for that matter. I want to see that. <laughs> I'm Jer- coming to your next wedding. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN. Uh, NFL Insider. We appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right. You know, friends, that certain people just make life easier. For instance, your best friend who always brings you dinner when you're stuck working late. It's like if you need to grow your business. ZipRecruiter makes hiring easy because they do the work for you. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of January 1st, 2022. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny to try it for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hembo, it's hard to imagine a scenario at a wedding where the situation got away from you a little bit. Like, you seem like somebody who stays very kind of locked in and, let's just say, I don't expect you to lose your inhibitions very much. I think that's a fair characterization of me normally. The problem... Oh, you haven't seen the pictures of the videos of him partying at his house. I have not. Yeah, after a couple few, I, I can sort of become a, a bit of a different man. And that's bad for practically everyone else involved. I have this weird thing I do on the dance floor where, like, I want to get lower than everyone else. So I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm, like, imagine me, like, in a catcher's crouch. Right. For extended periods of time during random songs. Right. I'm, I'm, I create, like, a, a sort of a mosh pit of my own. So it's, it's a bad deal. Like, it's just obviously a bad deal based on how I'm describing it. Uh, my wife is genuinely embarrassed of me and usually, actually, before we start uh, at a wedding, uh, either limits my intake or just reminds me, like, don't make a bleep of yourself. Right. Uh, a couple of questions here. Number one, yeah. uh, does it ever get to the point of losing your shirt? 
on no, the dance floor. I, I don't ever take my. Sh- that's to me. That's too much at someone else's function. But what I often do is like a lot of a lot of buttons. So you're gonna get, you know you're gonna have to see some chest hair a lot, and then a lot of sweat like that, right. that sort of bleeds through. I am a very sweaty dancer. Like I'm an active member of the dance floor. You know, some people just like kind of bop around and just do the obligatory thing. Like I can't hold the drink at the same time because I am so active. Right. Like I'm burning calories out there. Uh. Okay, uh, and then secondly, like, what is the worst incident that you have, have you caused an incident at a wedding? <laughs> but, but, I mean, it strikes me, now that I think about it, Hembo is either, to me, in my mind, uh-huh. and I have not been with you in social situations. No, that's good for you and bad for me. It, well, but with that, you either would be completely buttoned up, or you would just be off the deep end and gone. That's it. It's a cliff. I don't do the gradual thing. I yeah. jump over the cliff. Like, I'm so, like, you know, during the, you know, during the, when everyone's doing the speeches and stuff, like, I'm on my phone on baseball reference checking the scores. Two, you know, an hour later, after I've pounded a few, I am a completely different person. Right. But I don't recall any incidents in terms of, like, getting kicked out anywhere. But I do recall. You, you inc- don't recall any. <laughs> my wife might. I do recall incidents of her pulling me aside and say, you're embarrassing me in front of my friend. Do you, was there a specific thing that you did? I think I uh, inadvertently backed into the bride once. Like, oh in, in a fair, and that's just, you know, apparently frowned upon. Like, you're not supposed well, yeah, to. Yeah, it's frowned upon. Well, I mean, no. even if it's inadvertent, it means you're drunk. I didn't. <laughs> it does. And it's it also, does. You know, and, and, you know, she's always obviously being photographed and stuff. I think there's one image of, like, obviously this beautiful bride in, you know, in a white dress and, like, me, like, all, like, very low, like, in the sort of the corner of the photo, backed up into her. Always low. <laughs> yeah, always Getting, low. Yeah, getting called for clipping is what it sounds it's, like it's is a, going on. It's a 15 on. yard infraction. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Bubba, have you seen this? Have you seen him? Uh, no, well, the only th- I mean, I've never been at, with him anywhere specifically, but the, we, he, we were sent a video of him when they had a party at their house and he was just like dancing. And yeah, he was getting pretty low for some unknown reason. They were partying in the background, playing some game. I, I don't even know what they were doing. I've never heard of some beer game, <laughs> dr- dancing around a table, doing some gyrations I've never seen before. <laughs> and making some very odd movements, so I can only imagine what he does at a wedding after a few a uh, few beers. So yeah, it's pretty disturbing. We played it on on a loop on on Greeny on ESPN Plus earlier, in the, I think last fall. It was pretty disturbing. Do we have that for social media? Can we, uh, uh, we get that out? <laughs> I don't know that anyone wants to see it anymore. But you're right. Like I am so buttoned up and straight laced. Except yeah. when, you know, fill in the blank. And weddings are sort of my one excuse. But you've often made fun of me for dancing to some of the music that we come in on on the show. Like, I'm not a yes. good dancer. But, like, once I, you know, once I, you know, pound a few, I become very active. It and sounds like and, uh, the few here is the key. It doesn't yeah, take what, much here. Number? Like, like, like what, three beers, you're done? I mean, what's going well, on here? If we're drinking beer, it's, it's, it's usually more based upon the speed in which you intake. Right. You know, and, and but like often at a wedding, an open bar, like, I'm going to go mix some cocktails. I'm not going to get a white Claw, like if someone else is paying for it. Listen, if you're writing a check for a gift, you're getting your money's worth. Correct. And yeah. I and I usually pretty early on when I have an empty stomach make that mistake constantly. So right. we have two falls. Excuse me, two uh, weddings in November. At this point, I'll have like two baby girls, like infants. Right. And so I'm going to be ready to let loose. I'm. I'm, oh I'm God, you're going to be yeah. getting low. I'm genuinely. <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely worried about what might happen on that dance floor on and either of those consecutive weekends in November. What is the? I, I'll just give you one of the worst things that I've ever. Ever mm. heard of or seen at my wed- at a wedding, and it involved one of my friends. It was not a wedding that I was at, but other people who are friends of ours were at, where he was the best man, and it got away from him so early oh, no. and so bad that um, he had 
too, too much to drink before the, before the uh, reception. And uh, he got sick at one point before the reception. And he's speaking, right? And he is going to speak. Oh, gosh. And they came over. He is at the top, uh, you know, at the dais, so to speak, the, the main table with the bride and groom. And he gets up and they hand him the microphone and he has a drink in one hand mm. and a microphone in the other. He puts the hand with the microphone up into the air as if he is about to toast. And he starts toasting into the drink. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I just want to say. And then he starts quoting Caddyshack at one point where he oh, says, good. a flute with no holes is not a flute. And a donut with no holes is oh, a Danish. No. Yeah. And he still, to my knowledge, and I have not seen him in a while, to my knowledge, has never spoken to the bride again since the wedding. It's in other words, sentence. she will not speak to him no, that's, ever again. That's a death penalty. Yeah. You, and I think you, de- like, and so to speak, of course, you deserve it in that case, don't you think? Oh, you, you have absolutely earned it in that <laughs> it's case. absolutely no, egregious. There's no doubt. There, there is no doubt. I'm usually the guy that's more in control and trying to take care of the people who have let it get away from them. Okay. I was a best man in my friend's wedding uh, where... I was the guy at 2 a.m. when everybody's at the after party and it's in their hotel room and okay. there's a couple that has gone off into the bathroom, to, <laughs> you know, to, whatever. And I'm knocking on the door. I'm clearing people out. I'm flashing the lights. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You're a big brother. Yeah, so to speak. Okay. So to speak. That's a good I, role. Bubba, I, Bubba, yeah. what, how would you most succinctly describe your role at such a thing? Uh, probably some, I mean, I don't, I, I don't even want to go to weddings. I just want to be left alone. So I don't, I don't want to be dancing. I don't want, I, I like the open bar. I'll give you that. But mm. I, I hate dancing. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be seated on a dance floor. I don't want to be doing anything like that. Oh, I have no interest in that. Uh, I'll just throw some back. So you're not interested in fun. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I, I just, I, I don't have any ability to, uh, let loose in, in like public settings. So I, I just drink in the corner and, uh. Talk to my friends. So you're the are, are you a sullen drinker off in the corner? Very no, quiet, I mean I'll have talking. a fun time with people okay. talking, but I'm just yeah. not. I just. But don't. you're going to be very selective who you're hanging out with, mm-hmm. and you're not letting it get away from you. Yeah, gotcha. Well, he's judging people that are doing stuff like me. Well, that's the most fun thing to do at the wedding. There's no doubt. It no is. Doubt. It's Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. In just moments, they played a baseball game in Iowa last night. In a word. Bag it already. Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Greeny. Greeny, the podcast. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. Epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. I saw the video just moments ago of Hembo uh, playing this drinking game at his house last year. 
it was something and i can only imagine him trying to get low that would be that would be something it is chris carlin in for greeny on espn radio and on espn plus my friends for the ones who get it done granger is always there to help granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry 24 7 support free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 local branches plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call clickgranger.com or just stop by so i don't hate the field of dreams game i like the field of dreams game i liked it more last year i enjoyed it parts of it last night certainly i think the uniforms are awesome like i was i'm not a cub fan i was legitimately thinking do i want to get that jersey because i thought that was pretty cool i really did i loved when they were talking to Joey Votto uh, in the field when he was mic'd up because, to me, baseball needs to do so much more of that kind of stuff. You know, maybe it was because I was on social media a lot last night. Maybe it's because uh, I knew a lot of different people in production and such that were working at the game that made sure to take a social media video of themselves coming out of the corn in the outfield. I'm kind of done with it. I mean, I understood it last year because it was an anniversary, right? Are we going to do this every year? Or is it, is there some sort of special meaning to it? I mean, here's, I guess here's the biggest indictment of me in Mm. making this argument. Mm. I can't even say, was it that good of a movie? Because I haven't seen it. Wait, say that again? I have not seen Field of Dreams. You have never seen Field of Dreams? Not once. Bubba, help me out here. Have you seen Field of Dreams? Ah, Field of Dreams. Yeah, no, I've never seen that one either. Neither. Um, Neither of you have seen the Field of Dreams. Here's the thing. I have not seen that one. I, I have not purposely avoided it. I have nothing against it. It has simply been a case where I didn't see it. Uh, early when it you know came out or, or shortly thereafter and every time I have come across it on television it has been in the middle and it's one of those movies where I imagine I want to sit and see the whole thing and not just pick it up in the middle there are movies that you can just pick up in the middle and watch if Taken is on I am going to pick that up in the middle and watch it and I'm fine with it and it's perfect background noise and action and all that kind of stuff this one i i i'm trying to respect it by not just starting watching i can assure you that when you watch field of dreams when you the next time we get a chance to see the game it will mean something more to you it will feel different like it is a pre look i think it's a prerequisite to being a sports fan like if there's any if there's a list of movies that you have to see as a sports fan it's on the list i'm yeah. stunned that you, neither you nor bubba have seen it but i mean bubba i've got basically the the cliff notes down yeah we really got the gist they had a catch in the corn okay we, okay we, we Father son had a catch that's great they sat on the swing we got the, the gist yeah, of it. That's, that's, there is nothing more romantic Romantic than a father and son having a catch oh god on a in, on a baseball field in a cornfield in Iowa I like this movie so much I drove to Dyersville Iowa on one of my baseball trips I got pictures on the bleachers in I front mean, of the I house. Don't doubt it. I have I had a catch with my buddy in the in, in the and this was before the the field of dreams game this was like five years ago now it is an all-time great movie and the event itself is stunning like the visual on TV I think is breathtaking oh I think it's great I think it's it's got a great look to it but But I'll give you an example. Mm. And I think he's a tremendous reporter. Ken Rosenthal. 
I don't need chapter and verse on the corn and how it's grown this year and how it's more visually pleasant because they picked a particular strain. Don't need it. Don't. Need, and it's not a knock on him. Like we're taking it all in. Burkhart's a great friend. Yeah, I love. You know, he's in the VW. Is there a VW bus in Field of Dreams? Is that why they were driving? Yes, it? there is. Yep. Okay. Well, that that's what it is. Because otherwise, I, ex- I almost expected Walter White to come get out of that book. Here's the thing. I'll, I'll accept any and all criticism of the Field of Dreams game after you see it. But okay. if, like once you see it, if you're like if you're anything like me, you'll be a convert, and this will be your new. Yeah, religion. I just kind of feel like though it's one of those things where it's great to do it every few years on the anniversary of it i don't feel like it's necessary every year got it i, so I don't see that it was a sort of singular thing for you that yeah i watched three innings mm-hmm. i was into it enough last year's game was awesome yes last year's game with the yankees and white Sox was absolutely tremendous and as i said i could not get enough of the mic'd up segment. And I know we do that more in baseball. They got to do that every night. Mm. That is something I want to see every night with somebody for a half inning because I think that's absolutely fascinating. I could not get enough of Votto in that situation. Otherwise, eh, bag it. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and on also available wherever you get your podcast.